Ciao a tutti and welcome to Italianando, the Italian podcast brought to you by Francesca Francario. Ciao e bentornati ancora una volta su Italianando con un nuovo episodio. Welcome back once again with a new episode. I'm Francesca as always and today is International Mother Language Day. So I thought there's no better moment than this one to talk about the Italian language for a little bit. So sit back, thank you for joining me again today and enjoy this episode filled with interesting facts about this beautiful language. So the Italian language is the main language spoken in Italy and it's actually number 27th, I believe, on the list of the most spoken languages in the world. Now, the language has changed a lot throughout the centuries and nowadays, uh, along with the main Italian language, there are a lot of regional languages and dialects which sometimes are considered completely different languages. For example, il sardo which is what they speak in Sardegna, uh, which is Sardinia, one of the islands. So let's have a look at some history and how the Italian came about. So this language is a Romance language, which means it comes from Latin. And Latin was the language spoken in, the, in ancient Rome and then it just kept changing throughout the years and it become, became what it is today, which is still, you know, Uh, changing if, um, if when you think about it but it's important to make a difference between two types of latin during ancient rome there were latino classico or letterario which is the classic latin used by poets philosophers you know people from the upper class and mainly used for important documents papers and stuff like this and then there was il latino volgare o latino popolare o del popolo which is the latin of the people the spoken languages which is where uh, the nowadays the modern italian comes from with the end of the roman empire the um, the language the spoken one started to spread even more so all the different languages spoken by the people started to extend to all places but with different characteristics and this is how languages like Italian, French, Spanish were born. So this is more or less how Italian was born. So it comes uh, from Latin but the spoken one because the, the classic one is a lot more complicated and nowadays uh, in Italy Um, I, th- I think in some schools they, s- they still study Latin. I used to study it in middle school and it used to be the most complicated thing ever. <laughs> like it was just so difficult and I, and I always used to get really bad grades um, but that's a different story. But I know in Italy there's um, um, the, the classic high school if I can call it like this uh, which in Italian is il liceo classico so it's where you study all the classic subjects and the classic languages and where you study greek and latin and in that school it's crazy because they actually studied ancient greek which i think is super cool and latin of course but then this is only like like no one actually speaks latin anymore you know it's not used as an everyday language we do have some expressions that we still use but we don't speak it anymore like no one really knows latin anyway 
And in Italy, as I said before, along with Italian, we have a lot of regional dialects. And these are mainly spoken with family, friends, and just like around your area. And not, for example, you don't. We don't speak dialect in schools, at work, or traveling, because in this in these cases, you would use traditional Italian. According to the Italian Encyclopedia Treccani, that there's so many dialects, they're like actually difficult to count. Um, but let's say there there are about 31 known dialects and the most well-known ones are il napoletano which is from naples il siciliano from sicily il ligure in liguria which is in the north il sardo which is what i mentioned before from sardinia emiliano e romagnolo quindi that's in emilia romagna friulano in friuli venezia giulia piemontese in the region of Piemonte, and Lombardo, in Lombardia. But obviously, these are, these don't, they're not um, fixed to these particular places, because um, we're talking about, because we're talking about the areas, so it's not, uh, they're not exact, it's just like the area of that dialect. So these are the most known ones, but of course, every town and every area of Italy has its own can have like slightly differences from place to place and i just wanted to say something about il sardo as i mentioned before it's considered a complete language on its own and it's a language that is very it's closer to latin than italian because sardinia being an island the language wasn't influenced as much by the other dialects it sort of kept its original um originality right from the beginning the italian language is not complete without the hand gestures and <laughs> yes the like hand gestures hand gestures are basically part of our language because we use them all the time and according to a researcher in rome isabella poggi italians use at least 250 hand gestures a day so we use them like when talking on the phone talking to friends talking to anyone to be fair (laughs) so all the time let's have a look at some interesting facts now so the italian alphabet has 21 letters not counting j k w x and y these are not so common but we do use them for some names of people and or towns for example jacopo yuri and yesolo uh, which is a town in the province of venice so yeah they're not as common but we but we do use a lot of english words or other words from other languages for example we use business network cocktail boss uh full-time part-time uh but obviously we pronounce them in an italian way so uh business network cocktail boss full-time (laughs) part-time so weird but anyway so obviously there's a lot more and all of these are used in everyday language like they're actually part of how we speak every day they've been like these english words have been italianized that that basically they're part of the language now and actually when italy was under the fascist regime 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 I believe that's how you say it. But anyway, (laughs) they tried to eliminate all these uh, English words, replacing them with Italian ones. But 
as you can imagine, this isn't this didn't really work because when the the dictatorship fell, Italian just went back to saying um, all of the words as before. So that didn't really help. <laughs> Another interesting fact: I actually never like I knew this was a thing, but I actually never thought about it this way. In most European European languages, questions are structured in a specific way so you realize when something is a question because it's structured in that way but in Italian the structure of the question is exactly the same as a normal sentence sentence like an affirmative sentence so how do you know the difference it's in the tone of voice that's the only thing that gives it away <laughs> so you have to pay attention to the tone of voice to the tone of voice when someone said some says something to you. Obviously, written you see the question mark, but speaking you have to rely um, on the other person's uh, tone. So the last syllables of a sentence usually, if it's a question, it will be said in a higher tone. So for example, uh, let's say in Italian, today you went to the supermarket. Okay. So in Italian, normal affirmative sentence is oggi. Sei andata al supermercato. Okay, so that's affirmative. It's an affirmation. Today you went to the supermarket. So what if I wanted to ask instead, you know? So in English, did you go to the supermarket today? So that's the, di- uh, it's a different structure. But in Italian is, oggi sei andata al supermercato? See, it's written in the exact same way, but you can hear the different way I'm pronouncing it. So let's try again. The affirmative sentence is, Oggi si è andata al supermercato. The question, oggi si è andata al supermercato? The the syllables at the end are kind of like said in a higher tone, but the sentence is the same in both cases. So I can see why it's a little little bit tricky, but you just have to pay attention to, (laughs) to the voice of the person. And to be fair, sometimes, even when I speak to my friends, um, it like it happened so many times that I was like, oh, was that a question? So you know, it's not always as straightforward. It's not. It's not always easy. <laughs> Another interesting fact about the Italian language is that there's no neutral gender. It's always either masculine or feminine, and everything is changed according to that. And to be fair, it makes it a little bit difficult in everyday situations just because, for example, uh, all career names are always referred uh, in the masculine way, even when talking about women. And another thing, in Italian, when you speak in general about things, it's always masculine, you know? For example, if I want to say hello everyone, in Italian I would say ciao a tutti. And tutti here, which means everyone, is masculine. And tutte is feminine. So if I want to actually include everyone and make it fair, I have to say ciao a tutti e tutte. So hello both men and women, which is kind of annoying, you know, but I guess everyone just made uh, a habit of it. Even though I do think Italian should have a neutral gender just because then you can include everyone and it just it's just fair like this you know and especially these days where i'd like to say we live in a pretty advanced society for some things not everything because then that's like another matter but (laughs) let's not go into that right now this gender thing is actually a little bit weird because latin had a neutral gender but somehow it just got lost and we don't have it anymore so i wonder what 
well, how that happened. <laughs> and surprisingly enough, Italian is the fourth most studied language in the world. And that's pretty mind-blowing as it's spoken by very few people. I say very few people, but, you know, compared to other languages. So even though it's a language that might sound a bit difficult to learn, I think it's easy in a way because we write everything as we say it. So we pronounce everything as we write it. Not like in English, for example, that you pronounce things differently from how you write them. So it's hard to, you know, pinpoint, you know, words, oh, you say it like this, but I don't know, uh, you don't say that letter. So it's a little bit, you know, more more uh, complicated from that point of view. The grammar though is quite um, scary, <laughs> if I can say so. And to be fair, even Italians struggle with it because there are a lot of verb tenses and so many different conjugations and the fact that everything needs to match the gender. So it just becomes a lot, you know. Sometimes I do think if you want to start learning Italian and you go straight to the grammar, you'd be, you just run away because it does look complicated when you look at it. But I, I do think that um, trying to speak the language and listening to the language first might help a lot more than just studying the grammar. And obviously you don't need to know the grammar because uh, in order to speak properly, like you do need to know it. Uh, but I, I think that can come in a little bit a little bit later. Yeah, so it was actually quite interesting to share the, this podcast today just because uh, it was something a little bit different from the usual. And I hope you enjoyed it and found out some interesting and cool facts about the Italian language. And now that you know how I was born and everything, I'd love to hear your opinion. So you can find me on Instagram at italianandoit or even you can drop me an email info at italianando.com. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Grazie mille per l'ascolto e ci vediamo la prossima volta. Ciao!